Holly's Prejudice. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome. Welcome to yet another quarantine episode of I'm Horrified. I'm Horrified. We might go back to doing normal episodes soon, but we're not doing that yet. We're not there yet. I think probably we'll have to. We were we were about to do the hundredth episode, so. and now I feel like we got to do a hundred of these, right? Got a hundred of these first, um, and then we'll go back. Um, but what are we going to talk about today, Sam? Guys, today is going to be a fun one. Um, we were brainstorming uh, about what we would talk about this week, like different this and that ideas, and then all of a sudden, like we just landed on the best idea, which is like, what is the best adaptation of Pride and Prejudice? What is Pride it? and Pred Showdown. Yes. What's Pride the and best Prejudice one? Showdown. I'm Pride, Allie's Prejudice. Yeah, <laughs> naturally. Um, um, I actually don't know which of us would be which. I haven't put that I am. I'm very prejudiced. You're so, prejudiced, so you're yeah. Lizzie Bennett and I'm Mr. Darcy. I would say, uh, it, I think the idea of prejudice in this concept is like judgmental, which I can be judgmental. You are in no way prideful, though. See, I can be judgmental, though. You can be judgmental. I, I can be prideful sometimes. So maybe I am pride in your prejudice. Maybe. Maybe that's what this episode's really about, is which one of us is pride and which one of us is prejudice. Absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, you guys, there have been a million different versions of this story told, and we have watched most of them. So yep. So, thought, so let's get a couple examples out there. Does everyone know um, the plot? Should we give like a two-minute plot synopsis? Or if you don't know the plot of Pride and Prejudice, should you just... Oh, no, we should. Um, there's um, a family of daughters, yeah. and the mom's trying to get them all married, and yeah. a new handsome man comes into town with another handsome, mysterious man. He's being so rude. The pretty, quiet daughter ends up fallen in love with the rich man and uh the protagonist who's like a real uh shiro type lady lady she's not like other girls i'll tell you she's not like other girls um she like fucking hates the mysterious guy and then is like but why do i always want to like be near him and like (laughs) hang out with him and then the little sister goes buck wild on the whole operation and marries someone who he had a feud with mm-hmm. and he ends up saving the day, yeah. the mysterious guy. And then at the end, she gets over her pride and prejudice. Yes. The best against scene, him. I just, to communicate the best scene in the whole story in every adaptation, it is when he goes to her and he's like, listen, you come from garbage people. Yep. Everything about your home, your family, your loved ones, they're beneath me. They're trash. Yep. Uh, that being said, would you like to marry me? And yeah. She's like, also, I love you. And she's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And he's like, and I know that sounds crazy because you come from garbage and I'm amazing. I know that that makes no sense. Yep. But I do it's love very true. It's very true. She's like, I'm not interested. And she's like, you can fuck yourself, honestly. (laughs) I might have hit it, and I'm not going to anymore. No, I'm not going to. Is the truth. Um, But then by the end of it, he's like, hey, you don't come from garbage people. And she's like, we can fuck. And they do. In the text. In the text. Well, they get married, which it's assumed. No, yeah. It's like, there's no sex scene that Jane Austen wrote. Wouldn't that be great? Ugh. (laughs) You know, I'm I sure somebody's that. done the fanfic. Um, mm-hmm. 
But why don't we start with, um, should we start with the Colin Firth one and then move on to 2005? Which one was first? Colin Firth was first, because it's like 1995. Right. Here's what I'll say about the Colin Firth one. All of the literary bitches in your life are going to be like, oh my God, the Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice. Every girl who has a tote bag that has like, I love books on it. Yeah. Which is me too. Yeah, we've all been there. Like, we've all been there, but like, they're all going to be like, the Colin Firth one is the only one that I recognize. To which I'll say, the Colin Firth one is fucking four hours long. (laughs) Too long. It's too long. It's too long. I know it technically, you get every moment from the books in there. But guess what? The books, I also find it too long. I don't it's like also, reading Jane Austen. <laughs> it's also about like a me. book. It's a book. It's a different medium. Yes. You bring a book on vacation. You don't yes. bring a movie on vacation. Yes. So I mean, one he's, he's attractive. The performances are great. He's very attractive in his like white shirt coming out of the lake or whatever. Like I'm for it. But it's four hours long. <laughs> I think he's almost a little too cute and awkward. As Darcy, I feel like Darcy needs to be a little bit more sexy and mysterious, mm-hmm. which that, we get. Does that bring us to 2005? In the 2005 version, which I love. Chef's Kiss. It's so perfect. hot. It's what the book was for the ladies of the time, which is just like fucking fun. <laughs> like just fun, good, sexy fun. And sexy as hell. Yeah. And like, kind of like, <gasps> like you get swept up in it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just beautiful. The music is beautiful. Kira Knightley, beautiful. Um, she gives a very understated Lizzie performance. Which I think is good. Because I feel like a lot of people want to play Lizzie as very like foot stomping, mm-hmm. which she does not do. Yeah. Um, and Gone Girl is there. Gone Girl is her beautiful sister, Jane. Oh, yep. Yes, <laughs> she is Jane. I forget who plays um uh tiny idiot oh lydia lydia yep oh god it's someone like relatively famous she's good as lydia though no she's a great lydia lydia so lydia's the young sister who like runs off and gets married and she's just like a total annoying bitch the whole time but she's the amy she's the full-on amy of the situation Mm -hmm. um but amy i love lydia i hate no um amy from little women that is Yes. Uh, is who I'm talking about. Because yeah. you're you're designed ultimately to like partially sympathize with Amy, but like you're not designed to partially sympathize with Lydia. Lydia, you're Lydia supposed is to just be supposed to be annoying. Exactly. Time. I think the 2005 one captures the aesthetic of sort of dreaminess that Lizzie lives in. Mm-hmm. Like Lizzie lives in her own world mm-hmm. that is very of her making, and that is why she is so judgmental but it's also what makes her special and I think that the the 2005 one captures that really well and it's just like prettier and more fun and the yearning I think the The yearning oh really yearning drills down on like the like they touch hands at one point just like barely as he's like helping her off a carriage and you can like see in his face he's like very affected by touching her hand you're like wow he came that's crazy he came (laughs) or like they're talking and like they're finally getting along and you can tell both of them are like wow we're vibing right now they are vibing the whole time and it's sexy it's sexy good so good job so who who directed that one someone smart i'm gonna say that now it's gonna be some fucking was it like tom hooper or some shit um 
I'm looking it 2005. up. 2005. Right. Joe Wright. Not familiar. I'm not familiar with that either. What are you going to do? I hope film Twitter comes for us. And oh, he did Atonement. Yeah, there. that makes sense. Also yearning. He's good at yearning. Also Anna Karenina. Clearly they have so We love Kira Knightley and yearning. That's two things about Joe Wright. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, um, oh, he did the radioactive movie about, um, about, what's it called? Uh, the Radium Girls. Oh, cool. He loves a period piece, this man. Respect. Love that. Love that. But I would um, say of those two adaptations, I mean, watch the 2005 one. That's funner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not four fucking that. hours. It used to be when you went and got it from a blockbuster video, the 1995 one was two VHSs. It was two VHSs that an employee of Blockbuster had to tape together. So you knew to take both VHSs. And now it's somewhere on like two DVDs. Like PBS is like, all right, if you buy these two DVDs, even though it's only supposed to be one. Like I love Colin Firth as much as the next one. Yes. But it's too much of him. Oh, speaking of Colin Firth. <laughs> speaking of Colin Firth. Now, now let me talk about. Bridget Jones' Diary. Bridget Ooh. Jones's Diary is, when was Bridget Jones' Diary? It was in the 90s, I think, or early. Yeah, 90s. I feel like it's like late the 90s, late 90s. Late 90s. Um, and so interestingly enough, so Colin Firth was Darcy in the, the super long, um, the 1995, 1995 one. one. And he played Mark Darcy, the like accountant or whomever, whomever in, um, Bridget Jones's Diary, which is like a modern take. It's very, it's a very loosely sort of related to Pride and Prejudice. Um, but Bridget Jones is so fun. It is your perfect, like, I'm just going to paint my nails and eat sushi night movie. Um, it's one of my feel good movies. Like, I just love to watch it. And it's basically... It combines, um, so in the thing, Lydia gets married to this guy who they think is really honorable, but is actually a total piece of shit. Yeah, his name is Wickham in Pride and Prejudice. Wickham, yeah. And so in Bridget Jones's Diary, they kind of combine all the plot lines and have her have a couple different love interests, one of whom is super sexy and hot, but fucks her over, and one of whom seems like a dick, but is actually a great guy. Mm -hmm. That's Colin Firth. The other guy is played by Hugh Grant. This is Hugh Grant at like- His grantiest. His sexiest. Like <laughs> it's just so, he's so good in it, but he ends up really being an asshole and I'll let you watch the movie and find out why. But it's just like, it's really, um, I just find um, Renee Zellweger to be like endlessly relatable in Brid Bridget Jones's diary. like. She's such an every girl in a way that doesn't feel unfeminist. It's just mm -hmm. like a really great movie. I love it. It's one of my favorites. That's but so fun. I don't know if it's my favorite. And I don't know if it's the best. No, but it's a fun one. And speaking of like adaptations that aren't perfect one for one, we've got Bride and Prejudice, perhaps the greatest movie ever made. I think this may be the winner. Uh, so do we have any other ones to talk about before we talk about Bride and Prejudice? So, I mean, we have, like, Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which is a web series, and we have, like, 
Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which is like a book slash movie. But those feel very different to me than like just straight movies. They do feel very different. Also, Lizzie Bennet Diaries um, is what brought you and I together freshman year of college. Um, You and I and our third roommate, secret co-host Becky, would run home from class to watch the new episode of Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which Lizzie Bennet Diaries was a YouTube series as if like the events of Pride and Prejudice were unfolding over a blog. Yeah, so every, it was like over a hundred episodes, I think, or like a hundred episodes. And everyone was just like one of her vlogs about like her life and her family. Yes, exactly. Um, And she falls in love with this dude. You hear her talking about like how she met this guy and he's an asshole, but her sister's in love with his friend. And then the friend fucked over her sister. And then Lydia's doing Lydia's stuff. Though Lydia is very likable in Elizabeth Diaries. Yes. Um, so that actress does a really good job. Um, that I want to rewatch. That was so fun. And that was also fun because like as it was happening, so like now when you watch it, obviously that doesn't happen. But as it was happening, like Lydia had her own YouTube channel technically. So like she would come out with videos like the day after Lizzie sometimes that would be like her perspective on things. Or, like, all the characters had Twitters that were, like, interacting with each other. Or the thing that I remember was that Jane, who's, like, the oldest, very beautiful sister, had a Pinterest board. And in the context of the show, when she and Bing Bing Lee broke up, she got, like, a really sad breakup Pinterest board that got added to her Pinterest. Yep. So it was, like, a very, like, an experiment in storytelling that was very fun. If you're watching now, just watch the Lizzie Bennet one, but... But yeah, it was really fun at the time in the little, um, like, nerd fighters, like, um, yeah, Hank Green, Hank Green, and Hank and John Green YouTube world for, for fans of that at the time, it was like a very fun time to be Mm -hmm. a fan of that. And it was very, it was very inventive and I really loved it. Um, And the other great thing about it is that Darcy doesn't come in till like episode 60, which I remember everyone was like freaking out about Darcy Day. (laughs) Yeah. When, because he appeared at, like, the end of episode 59, just, like, you see, like, the top half of him walk into the screen and be like, Lizzie, can I speak to you for a moment? And, and you're like, like <gasps> <laughs> then you had to wait a week until the next episode come out, came out, and we finally got to see Darcy's face, which you, you had only heard stories about him for, like, 60 episodes. It was yeah, so they funny. really made you wait for it. They did. But I think that was good. Like, that was being true to the form of, like, if this girl just had a vlog he wouldn't have been in it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, oh, so good. Um, good. But now I think we should talk about, wh- I mean, what do you think? I think is probably the greatest adaptation. It's the one that Pride I would watch the most. Like if I feel even a hint of sadness, I want to watch Pride and Prejudice. This will light you up from the inside. Oh, so good. Bride and Prejudice. Sam, talk to me about Bride and Prejudice. Bride and Prejudice um, is an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice and is directed by um, Grinda Chata, who did Bend It Like Beckham. So this was her next movie after Bend It Like Beckham, for those of you who are fans of that film. Um, but it basically tells the story. It's like Pride and Prejudice, but they move the setting to this small town in India. And the family, like Lizzie Bennett's family, what is her name? Is it? And it is Layla? In yeah, I think it's Layla. They are all um, Indian, and then like a rich guy who is Indian but lives in 
the UK comes and so he's a really good match because he can like bring whoever he marries to the UK and he brings his white American friend and that's Darcy. So it's like really interesting because it's the same like literal exact dynamics except there's an added level of like Darcy sees like the Indian culture as like very beneath him and then grows to accept and then really enjoy it which is like an interesting journey and then also it's got music and songs that are so fun and so good yeah it's got all the joy of bollywood and all the sort of intricacies and yearning and fabulousness of pride and prejudice it's yeah. just like the perfect and it's it's lolita i forgot about that it's lolita um, you're right you're yeah. right um but uh and then jaya is jane yes exactly and so it's like all the same fun but like the costumes are more gorgeous. Like, everything's just, like, more gorgeous and more fabulous because it's Bollywood. Yeah, it's um, so fun. And I, I, yeah, it's kind of like they're using the cultural differences to the, um, to the end of Darcy's um, kind of, like, judgment of Elizabeth's family. And it's a very interesting lens with which to look at the original text. Yeah. And it's fucking fun as hell. So it's yeah. like, you get both. You really get like better on both fronts. Oh my god. No life without wife, a banger. <laughs> no life without <laughs> wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a song that they sing about like getting married. Um, and the mom is like the perfect Pride and Prejudice mom. She's so funny. Um, and the Mary in it is so funny too. Yes. Oh, the Mary is great. <laughs> they just, they kill it on every front. So I think we can say that that's, if you're going to watch one Pride and Prejudice adaptation, watch that one that's yeah. our favorite um but that's if you're gonna watch one that's like you know an englishy one and like totally true the text i would go kira knightley Me too. over colin firth who has that kind of time amen absolutely okay. if you're gonna go on the web watch lizzie bennett diaries um and if you want to read a book frankly read pride and prejudice and zombies because i read pride and prejudice in high school and i found it as i do with all jane austen Boring. I just do. I think I also find it a little dry. I'm not like an Austin. Things more than I need her to explain them. So the great thing about the book Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is that it is largely the text of Pride and Prejudice, but every time you're about to get bored, a zombie crashes through the window. So it's like yep. I actually enjoyed that book way more. Um, and she does interesting things with like how culture would have changed if there was a zombie apocalypse in this period in England, or he, it's a dude. I think it's an Emerson alum who wrote it. It is an Emerson alum who wrote it. There you go. Um, but, uh, like, I'm being genuine with y'all. Yeah, like, if you, if you want to read it, consider reading Pride and Prejudice and Zombies instead. Because it's a lot of the same. Yeah, Gen most of the book is the same, and then just occasionally it's like, but at the ball at Pemberley, the, the undead attacked. <laughs> Exactly. And, and Darcy yeah. like, comes through on a horse and he's got a sword. It's like, fuck, yeah, I'm in. I prefer it. I prefer it. Yes. Uh, well, Those we did some all... good work here today. Those are all great. If you're interested in more Jane Austen adaptations, I uh, highly recommend Clueless. Please. I didn't know that Clueless was, because um, uh, I had read Emma by the time yeah. I watched Clueless and didn't think about it. Um, and then that, and somebody mentioned that and I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, or what's another one? Um, I mean, there's a movie version of Sense and Sensibility with, um, what's her name? 
Emma Thompson? Uh, Emma Thompson, which is fabulous. Really fabulous. fabulous. And if you go to BB, like any BBC, Jane Austen is going to be very good. Yeah. There's but a really good persuasion from the BBC that I liked. I haven't seen that one, but the Sense and Sensibility slaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's BBC too. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. No, Emma Thompson wrote that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that one's like a movie movie. That's like an actual movie. But BBC will give you like TV movies that are like three episodes to tell and you. And 15 hours long. <laughs> and approximately 15 hours long. Yeah. But that's what you'll do. Um, I mean, it's not like you don't have the time, everyone, right? If there was we ever a time, time to watch every version of Friends. So maybe go watch the Colin Firth one and don't let us tell you what to do. <laughs> but um, we love you and we hope you're all doing well. We hope you have a good book to see you by. And um, be well, everyone, until we see you again. Be well. Bye, guys. Bye.